I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hey everyone, Uh, we're so glad you could join us today. We have been talking a little bit about how we kind of take care of ourselves, but not necessarily in a healthy way. So today we're going to talk about self-preservation. That's a really good topic, Carrie. This is one that I uh, have lots to say about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it can happen with any person, not just a spouse or partner. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It can happen at work. It can happen in friendships. Yeah. Siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere that there's like a little bit of tension or... um, there might be like escalated stress levels or you just don't feel like you can be yourself, I think. And then we do everything we can to um, make sure that we aren't being untrue to ourselves. That's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. do the the thing that you think will make it easier or um, to say something and you know, own up for what your truth is mm-hmm. uh, and suffer the consequences. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes if we're going to stand up for our truth mm-hmm. or um, not waver on our, like our morals or our ethics, that then that could um, lead to like a relationship breakdown, mm-hmm. whatever type of relationship it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, experienced that yesterday and yeah somebody had um come in and said they wanted to use something of mine that I wasn't comfortable with Mm -hmm. and I let them anyway which is an old pattern um and it didn't feel good at all um and I know every time I have that feeling it's the wrong thing to do Mm. so I have something to work on (laughs) yeah 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 and not be afraid of what people are saying or thinking because I mean, the older I get, the less I care, but I still care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's kind of funny how, you know, we do, like, we do this podcast, we have these conversations, and all the learning and research that we're doing, and then we still mm-hmm. fall into those old habits yeah. or mm-hmm. old patterns. Yeah. yeah. But I love how we're catching them now. That's the That's, difference. Yeah, we're not just point. doing it. We're talking about it, catching it, mm-hmm. you know, asking for feedback from our listeners, like, yeah. I'm sure there's a million things that people can add to this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did it end? Like, did you get the thing back? No. You didn't. No, I gave in and just said, I like kind of laid down and whatever, gave up. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a very old pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't do that much anymore, though, so it was really bothering me. Yeah. 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 So I'm actually glad that it happened because it's uh, something I can work on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Rather than beating yourself up for hours and hours. Well, the thing is, like, most of the time I don't. So it's actually kind of a win for the most part. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect, right? So a lot of times I do say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So when I was younger, I remember people at work, I wanted to hang out with them because they were sort of my main friends when I first started with a, like, you know, a real job or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they would, you know, do stuff, but sometimes they would say, no, they were in their forties or fifties. Sometimes they'd say they were tired and I didn't really get it. Mm. Now I get it. I'm the older one and I work with mostly younger people. Yes, me too. Yeah. So I, when they ask, I think 99% of the time I say no, and I don't have to give an explanation because like you always say, no is a complete sentence. Exactly. So that's become such a good mantra for me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank my friend yeah. that taught it to me. <laughs> yeah. Such a good thing. Yeah. 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 So I'm doing pretty well over well. Overall. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you have any other like patterns for self-preservation that um, you're aware of or that you realize? I do. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can't see her, but she started laughing when I asked her that question. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I think we were just talking about it like twice this week now. Where, <laughs> yeah. Um, is a friendship um, worth not doing what I think is the right thing? Mm. Like standing up for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um, getting what I need. Yes. Yes. I know you're like, that's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you give me an example for yourself? <laughs> then we can talk it through. Um, probably like shutting down or um, we had talked previously. I think we talked previously about the, the Gottman's new book, The Love Prescription, and how one of the things is turning towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that is my self-preservation. If I feel like maybe not one-sided but if I feel like my needs aren't being met um I will not turn towards yeah I don't think I necessarily turn away but it's more like I build a wall okay yeah okay are you building that wall out of sticks bricks which um which pig am I yep (laughs) I was gonna say wolf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um mm. probably sticks okay that's good I don't think they're bricks that's good yeah yeah I mean they might be thick sticks <laughs> like maybe logs Ooh. <laughs> but still yeah. it's not impenetrable yeah that's good yeah mm. um and I think that I've moved away like I think that it used to be bricks like it used to be really hard for me to let people in or share anything about myself with anybody. Um, and then I had something happen at work a few years ago where I was talking about my mental health and that I wasn't doing well and that I was having nightmares about something that was happening at work. And the person that I was talking to said, never share anything about your mental health in the workplace because you will get judged and treated differently for it. And it just sat with me so wrong that after that, I just kind of started sharing everything. Oh, wow. You really broke free. So I have to say that like back when I was younger, that was true. I don't know. I can't remember who told you that if it was a long time worker, but the 
It was you a know, shop steward. Oh, well, it's always such a shame. It was a shame. Like, things are different now, which is yeah. awesome. But it used to be such a shameful thing when somebody would go off work yeah. uh, for their mental health. Yeah. And they would get made fun of and they would be treated differently. So, I mean, I don't know if that was the best advice to share because things were changing at that time. And now they're definitely different. And mm-hmm. I think it's more supportive. But Yeah, I feel I like now so. it's encouraged. Like, there's people... Um, in our current office where, you know, if they're saying I'm not doing well, like, I feel like I'm burning out, I'm not managing well, take a month off. Yeah. Like your mental health is more important than this work Yeah. because it is just a job. Well, not only that, but like if you're in the helping field of any capacity, yeah. you know, you have to be good. It's like being a parent. You're a better parent when you're okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally glad you like fought that advice mm-hmm. and um I think you're you because of that like you know people do turn towards you at work right and you're a good example and leader if you see it that way or not I see it <laughs> yeah and I think like so when I started sharing things I would say I am going to be 100% transparent because then there's no room for rumors or stigma. I mean, I guess there would still be room for stigma, but if I'm being honest about my well-being and saying I just need to take some time to focus on myself so that I'm okay to continue to do this job, um, then I think that if somebody's going to talk negatively about that, then they're the one that looks like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But before we used to just say that, now it's actually true and people see that. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they support the people that, because that's how you get, you know, a coworker back to where they, you know, used to be is encouragement mm-hmm. and kindness. Yeah. yeah. And kind- I mean, I look at people like the team that I'm on currently and how everybody is so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes such a difference when something's happening and you're not doing well or like so I am going for a hysterectomy in like three weeks and I am taking the full recovery time off but every time I talk to my supervisor about it I'm like I feel so guilty and he's like don't feel guilty there's no room for guilt guilt is not allowed we're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. um And then I I was also talking to somebody else about it who had been off for a surgery. I think it was last year. And they were like, don't like, no, don't feel guilty. It's, it's, it is what it is. We always make it through. Yeah. That's the thing. Like we got to do, we got to do. I think once you're off and you're recovering and you're in pain or, you know, you realize I can't vacuum. You'll be okay to stay home. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the older we get, the harder it is to recover. So, like, just, yeah, just yeah. do what you need to do to mm-hmm. recover well and come back to us. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, Carrie is, like, so um, <laughs> eager to get back. She's actually said, because we had plans three days after surgery. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> like, you might have the, to pick me up. Will but... you be out of the hospital? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Maybe doing it in the hospital with you. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll just go downstairs to the Starbucks and yeah. <laughs> have a cookie. Super eager, but yeah, yeah. you got to let your body heal. And think yeah. about that. Like, maybe just picture, here's your self-preservation. Picture your body healing inside. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, I look fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not the, the point. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Picture your body healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you sit and relax. Yeah. 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 Instead of vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. I, I was joking with my supervisor yesterday that I would phone him then sitting at the beach. <laughs> I'm here at the beach. I feel so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you want to call in sick today and go to the beach, by the way? <gasps> yes. <laughs> I just have kidding. my paddleboard in my car. <laughs> I have my big hat. We're ready. Okay. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Um, what other kinds of things are like self-preservation? I feel like for me, it's just like not being my authentic self. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, like agreeing to do things that don't feel right. We kind of talked mm-hmm. about, um, as I'm saying this, I was just thinking about like continuing to have relationships that you wish were different. Yeah. And they're not, Mm -hmm. but you aren't necessarily willing to let go of them. Yeah. And I do, I do that a lot or I have done that a lot. Yeah. It's really tough. It's tough, but like that self-preservation stuff, it doesn't always work. Like, I don't know if anybody else thinks this, but for me, I hang on way too long, and then I get so sick of it. I don't really communicate, though, that there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, they're like, what happened? Why am I being ghosted? So I yes. don't know that that's the right way to go. So I've been trying to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, in telling people what's wrong, though, that's not going very well either sometimes. Sometimes people get it, and sometimes people are offended. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that? Um, That's actually really interesting. Last night um, after dinner, I was sitting with my son and his wife and we were talking about boundaries um, because there's something in the news currently. Um, I don't want to like get into what the actual story is just because I don't want to start a thing. Um, But it was about one person saying if you need this and this and this and this and this have at her, but that's not something that is good for my mental health. So I am out. And like this, in my view now, I haven't like read everything, but based on what we were reading last night and what we were talking about, the boundary person was saying like, I I can't do it like this because I know that I tend to like get angry or feel a little bit jealous or I have insecurities and the other person is saying, well, that's manipulative. But they're not saying you have to stop this if you want to be with me. They're saying if this is what you want to do, I 100% support you but I can't be a part of it wow yeah what do you think I mean I think it's boundary setting and I think that people 
get mad when people's like when people set such strong boundaries yeah. and are like, no, I know this isn't good for me. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. And then it's looked at as abusive or um manipulative. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's hurtful for the person that can't set a boundary or won't Yeah. Yeah, you know, won't comply with the person that has set them. Yeah. Yeah, like I know I have vaguely shared about a boundary issue that I have in my life that is ongoing. Um, and it's a boundary that is crossed a lot, but it's also a relationship that I can't give up on because it's an important relationship to me. And so I think that in that, in that sense, my boundary setting, I'm looked at as like judgmental or unsupportive um, when I feel like I've pretty clearly said, if this is what's happening, I can't be a part of it, but I love you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I like how you said that though. Well, I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. I wish other people liked it. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my god, was it me? <laughs> when did you say I love you last? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Last night before I went to sleep. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I love that actually. That's not something I did before, but my yeah. love language is clearly words. Yeah. Yes. Although I do want to redo, totally sidebar here, but I want to redo the love language test because my life has changed mm -hmm. in a year. So much has happened and um, I feel really different. So I'd love to redo it because I feel like touch has become more important. Yeah. Like we're always hugging. Yes. Always hugging. Yes. I never hugged before COVID. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, touch, I mean, touch has always been at the top of my list touch yeah. and quality time okay um which i mean i think in our friendship mm -hmm. is like super apparent that yeah. this is <laughs> it mm -hmm. because that's what we do like quality time yeah. and um but yeah i think it would be interesting to do it again yeah we should do it and then yeah. you can do it on your i your phone now your iphone yeah i think i didn't have an iphone when i did it last yeah and then we can actually send it to each other you can send it to your spouse or whatever oh that's a good idea yeah, like send the quiz yeah. yeah 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 i think that's the greatest thing the gottmans and the love languages yeah <laughs> and jay shitty yeah my favorite oh my goodness <laughs> i at work the other day i was alone and i had watched um a broadcast that is was put on by our employer and then on the side because it like they broadcast on youtube so on the side it pops up all of the videos that might interest you based on your watches and that jay oh. and tom holland <gasps> oh <laughs> and so i was like oh i guess that's what's in the background while i'm working <laughs> and so i did i put it on and it was like an hour and a half, I think. I love him. But <laughs> it was such an interesting conversation because Tom Holland was talking about um, becoming sober. Oh, wow. And how he discovered that he was addicted to alcohol and like his whole journey through that. So that was really cool to talk about. And I think like 
coming back into self-preservation, he was talking about how he didn't feel like he could participate hmm. in work events without having drinks. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I know you know somebody that is sober and does avoid things. Yes. So they're like a little bit, miss, not a little bit, they're missing out on family events or friend events or work events because they choose to not attend due to self-preservation, really. Well, yeah, and I think also due to their sobriety and their boundaries not having been respected in the past. Yes. I think that's really good. I actually yeah. wanted to bring that up with self-preservation is yeah. what do you do when you set a boundary and, um, you know, for your own self-preservation or whatever, and people don't agree with it or they walk out of your life. And I think some it's a sometimes a surprise the yeah. way people react and you're not expecting yeah 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 I mean this person that we're talking about I I say I mean I maybe just say it in my brain but I think I will like we've talked about this before too I want to be like her when I grow up mm -hmm. because I just I have a hard time being that strong with my boundaries like I have yeah. a hard time um being firm mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm, you know, I've had to, I've had a roller coaster year of boundary setting. Yeah. And I'm setting another big one right now. I've got to figure out what's important because yeah. I don't think my boundary is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to, you have to be prepared for what comes next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if like what comes next is unknown. Yeah. 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 And how do you even prepare for that? Like, how do we prepare for the unknown? I think journaling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been journaling for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to the same want. So I think I need to continue with that. Yeah. It's been the same want. So what I need. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think earlier when we were talking about this topic, we were talking about like other things that can be self-preservation. I feel like the things that we've talked about so far have been, um, like conscious self-preservation mm -hmm. efforts. But what we had talked about originally was um, forgetting things that people tell us that maybe make us uncomfortable or we don't agree with. Or like somebody says, let's do this on this day and you like don't want to. Yeah. Um, and then you forget because that's, like a means of self-preservation, mm -hmm. but maybe subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. I think that has been the biggest one for me. Yeah. And I forgot about it. Funny enough. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I spent a lot of time forgetting things so that I can move forward. And like a lot of times it's words. Words are so hard. It's you just can't take them back. Yeah. And it's funny that my love language has been words and words are the things that have hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. I can never get that. <laughs> Huh. I can never get that. That's, those are the things that I kind of put in a box and put under the bed. Right. Um, but lately, I've been journaling so that I don't forget them. So that it's almost like then I won't like return to that person's behavior and just play dead, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. So I'm coming with armed with, um, remember that they said this. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So writing it down was, I can't remember who told me that. I think it was several people, to be honest. Yeah. And like, why would you talk to that person anymore? People would say, what, like, what, what would be the mm. point if they've said this and said this and said this? Yeah. So writing it down really helped me remember. Okay. Like they're showing you who they are. Yeah. And you don't remember. Well, and who's, <laughs> who said this? I know, I know it was Oprah, but she was quoting somebody and I can't remember who it is now, but she said, when somebody shows who you are, somebody shows you who they are believe them the first time yeah and it's so true it is every true. time I every know. single time i'm like oh no that was just they're stressed out yeah it's so true you've got to like believe that they're like that yeah and they're showing you and they're putting it on platter for you really no who yeah. said that i don't she remember quoting somebody we'll put it in the description but yeah it, it didn't come from oprah but she says it all the time yeah that's a good one yeah I think about that, like, if I'm talking to somebody who's in a bad, like, romantic relationship, I'll think about that and share that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, believe them the first time. Yeah. Trust me, guys. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've lived a while. And I, <laughs> I won't say how long. But I've lived a while. <laughs> I've lived a while. I've lived half my life. I <laughs> More hope than not. half. Yeah. No. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You're in denial, Carrie. Oh my goodness, we are. You're so much immortal. younger than me. You'll live longer. <laughs> um, when you were talking about the journaling, and then that's how you remember. Um, that made me think about when I used to journal my panic attacks, oh. so that I would remember that it was this yeah. is exactly what happened last time. Yeah, you weren't gonna die. Yeah, that's a good. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. It might not be necessarily done outright as a means of self-preservation but I think that that is what it is yeah you know what else what also helps that it, speaking of journaling is a write, have it, writing down every at, at least once a day what you're grateful for mm. that really helps as well and it does make you think about what's happening because sometimes I'm like am I grateful for that person because you know yeah they sort of said this or did this or and not, you know, these people, I keep saying I'm grateful for them and I don't say I'm grateful for this person I'll, ever. Oh. So it's interesting when you start writing it that way, instead of writing the negative things, write the positive things, you get the same out, output, really. Huh. If you really read your journal, yeah. your gratitude journal, yeah, that's a really good um, thing for me as well. We've talked about it before, how I put sticky notes on the wall at mm -hmm. work with my friend. And I mean, those ones are a little bit more, they're not as intimate as you would write necessarily if you're putting it on a wall at work but well I'm not gonna write I'm grateful for Carrie a hundred times on at work people will be like can you come up with something like, better <laughs> different <laughs> what's so great about her okay do you have a minute or an hour a week yeah <laughs> a lifetime yeah I mean I like the I love the gratitude wall thing especially at work I we did that for a little bit. Like we would, because we were having a hard time, me and my office mate, um, having a hard time with like the heaviness of our work can sometimes be overwhelming. And so every morning we would say three things that we're grateful for. What are three things today? I like that. Yeah. And it could be like, my shoes are comfortable. My coffee's hot. The sun's shining. Yeah. That's definitely something to be grateful for. Yeah. It's distracting. Yeah. 
So. Yeah. And then just like, I think too, that there's something to be said about focusing on the positive rather than the, like we were talking about mm-hmm. where is your glass half full, glass empty, all the way empty, <laughs> all the way full. There's a big spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and is that, I mean, that could be self-preservation too. Like if you, the way you, your outlook on life. I That's guess. true. I was just thinking that as you were speaking, like I know somebody who's glass empty. Yeah. And that is a form of self-preservation. Yeah. You know, so you're not disappointed ever. Although, are you <laughs> always disappointed? I'm sorry. Right. Like, like, well, when do you get to look at something positive? Yeah. Like, when does that happen? Yeah. Like, if you're, if your glass is always empty, and like you're saying, are you then always disappointed? Do you ever get excited about anything? Yeah. Is anything ever good news? Yeah. Or is it always like, oh yeah, but you just wait. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I can't even speak about that because I've got so many things going through my head. I, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I'm i pretty okay. sure that I know who you're talking about, and I've heard that. Oh, wait, you just wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate that sentence. Yeah. Because I have a different experience Yeah. than you do or yes. whatever, right? We like, all have different experiences. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing to remember. Like, we're not silos here. Like, we're, yeah, I just look around and I'm like, Every single one of us is different. Yeah. There was a show, and I know it's a game or something, Six Degrees of Separation or oh, six something degrees. of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah. <laughs> but I think there was a show on just briefly, like one season, one year, and they followed people around and then how their lives kind of overcross. Like this, oh. it's about this person, and then they walk by this person, and then they kind of, the camera goes to that person and then their life. And I'm like, there's so many of us. That would like, be so cool so to watch. so many of us. <laughs> We all have different... to remember what that show was called. No, probably called Six Degrees or something. Huh. <laughs> Separation, but yeah, but but it's the same with Seinfeld. Seinfeld overlaps things all in the same episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just think there's so many of us. Like we're not all the same at all. Like, no. Yeah. And like we a few episodes ago, we talked about the effect that we have on other people without knowing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I said this morning that I have a busy day ahead of me, which means that I have a number of people that I'm going to interact with. Mm-hmm. But am I, fo- like, am I thinking about the impact that meeting them is going to have on like my life yeah. and their life and their life? What a good thing to say. Yeah. I didn't think of that either just because of the work we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the good thing about that is that you're always wonderful. So I think that you always leave people better off than when you met them, any person. Yeah. You're too sweet to me. (laughs) I speak the truth. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's good to remember that, though. But that's just the way you are. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it, I think, is because I, it's been opposite for me for a lot of my life. Like, Again, not to like harp on the fact that I'm overweight and a large person, but I get treated differently because of it. Like, that's a real thing. It is a real thing. Um, and so, yeah, people don't always treat me kindly or like will make strangers will make comments. Yeah. Um, that hasn't happened for a while, but, uh, yeah, it's 
So I think that because that has been a life experience for me, I don't want to do that to other people. Yeah. You have a theme there because you said the same thing and you do the same thing with work. You know, you had a hard start to work and yeah. you're now training people to make sure they don't have that experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're very aware of your effect on others. Yeah. And I think like, so there's been a few people that have come into the office as new hires that um, I know that I will be their mentor, but I'm not there the day they get there. And yeah. so I talk to everybody on our team and say, please make sure that you say hi to them. Please make sure that you um, welcome them. Like don't let them feel like they're a burden. Yeah. Because my day was like, my first day was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say, but it was something to that effect. Self-preservation. About, mm -hmm. About work. Maybe. I wish we had a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> that is something we could start doing. <laughs> yeah. Who would we commercial for? Jay. Oprah. <laughs> Brene. The Gottmans. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Does this mean that we've come to a natural end for today's episode? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's a good conversation, though. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah. Um, we hope that you are able to take something away from this. Uh, take care of yourselves. Reach out to a safe person if you feel like you need to. We're always here to listen. Um, enjoy your week, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again.